Welcome to Living La Vida in Japan. I'm your host, Ninja Eddie here. And now check it out. Now I know I've been in hiatus for a long, long time. I can't remember the last time I did a podcast. But anyhow, I've been very busy and a lot has changed since then. But before I get into the little track of things here, I'd like to mention my sponsors. First one I'd like to mention is Shuriken t-shirts. You could buy the coolest t-shirts at Shuriken. And the website is teespring, teespring.com backslash stores backslash Shuriken dash two. That's Shuriken. S-H-U-R-I-K-E-N dash two. That means Ninja Star. Also sponsored by Shield of Honor, The Secret of the Czar. It's, it's a really cool book. It's an adventure fantasy book that talks about a time period that is made up in awe and fantasy where swords ruled the earth. It's a pretty cool book. Check it out. Now, where have I been? Well, I've been to lots of places. been very busy at work and busy writing books and doing, you know, little side jobs. But... You know, where do I begin? I guess the most memorable thing that happened was that I ended up going to the Philippines. Now, I'm not going to sit here and talk to you about all my, you know, what happened from the past three, four months because it'll take up a lot of time. But I want to talk about the Philippines just a little bit because I had an awesome time. The reason I went there was because my sister was getting married. So they were having the wedding in the Philippines. And no, I'm, I I don't speak Tagalog or Bisaya or any um, Philippine language. I mean, I do speak Spanish and Bisaya and, and Spanish are very similar. So I understood maybe, I want to say 30% of what was being said. But I got along just great. I mean, the people there were so friendly. I got to talk to everyone like... It was so weird for me coming from Japan because the, the culture here is completely, completely, totally different. Like people don't just randomly talk to you on the street because it's frowned upon here in Japan. But in the Philippines, it's a completely different story. I mean, like personally, I love to talk. I mean, I talk a little bit too much. I think I would say if you ask my wife, I think she would say the same thing. <laughs> and a lot of my friends like, yeah, you love to talk. So I fit just right in the Philippines. I would just talk to random people and, you know, I had a blast. I think the most memorable thing for me about the Philippines is, to me, it looked like the, it felt like I was in the wild, wild west because driving is just insane. Like, they have rules, quote unquote rules, but do they follow them? No, not really. I mean, I, I got to ride on a motorcycle taxi and I honestly. <laughs> I had to close my eyes because it was just, they were cutting in and out through buses, trailers, I mean, on the sidewalks, I mean, you name it. It was just a crazy ride. Like, like I was holding on with my hands. Like, I had a really tight grip because on those sharp turns, I felt like I was a fly out of the motorcycle. It was, it's one of those, uh, it's a motorcycle, and the driver built the motorcycle to have like a little place where you could sit. But, you know, it looks like they did it at their, it was a DIY. They did it 
at their house. So it felt a little flimsy at times, but I made it. So I survived. You know, the wedding was a complete success. I mean, I I was, uh, I guess, for me, fortunate for the people unfortunate enough to hear my entertainment because my my brother-in-law he. He wanted to. He want. He he told me before the wedding, "Can you please do something to entertain the people?" And I was like, "Okay." So, you know, without alcohol involved, which is kind of funny, I I I wrote a song in the, with the melody of Despacito. If you don't know, if you haven't heard Despacito, I I suggest you check it out. You know, Google it or go on YouTube and. You know, type in Despacito by Luis Fonsi, not Justin Bieber, okay? Let's get that straight. Justin Bieber, dame, dame. You know, yada. I'm not, not, let's not go there. Let's let's talk about Luis Fonsi. That that's that's the dude. That's that's my boy right there. That's that's where the jam is. Anyhow, so I I wrote a song to that tune and I performed it live and I wish I had a better singing voice than than what I have, you know, if I was blessed with my wife's talent to sing, I would have tore the house down, but because I, I'm a better speaker than a singer, it didn't go too well, but I mean, it was entertaining, right, like, like, people had a good laugh, and, you know, my lyrics were basically just making fun of the, you know, what it is to be married, well, that, that, that was pretty much the highlight, and, you know, I got to eat delicious food, and, Got to meet family and it was just had a great time. So if you ever get a chance to go to the Philippines, highly recommend it. And after that, you know, the World Cup. This is the first time I got to experience the World Cup in a different country. And was it all I expected to be? Yes, and plus more because I honestly thought before the World Cup started, I thought that I was going to have to figure out a way to watch games online because you know I didn't I didn't know how it was in Japan because in the states uh, I watched a lot of the soccer on uh, well when I was there it was Univision but now they changed it to Telemundo anyhow they would show all the games pretty much on Univision Univision over here uh, it was NHK in Japan and I was blown away that they actually showed every single game like no joke. Every single game, too. I mean, I didn't mind the, the commentary. I mean, it, it doesn't compare to Spanish commentary by no means. Like, watching a soccer game in Spanish is like a complete event. A pass is an event. Like, like the way they they talk, it's just you have to be focused on the television. In, in Japan, I mean, it's not like... I mean, they don't yell on top of the lungs like, like they do in Spanish, but they... They did yell when it was Japan playing, which I could understand why, you know, the passion and everything like that. But my experience here in the World Cup was was awesome. Like, so many people were watching here in Japan. Like, there was a lot of people just cheering. It was just, you know, my students were all, like, staying up late to watch the games because the games here will be broadcasted. Uh, the first game was, I think, around uh, 11 to 11 o'clock. And and some and on the weekends it was midnight, and then the second game would be shown at, uh, th- the next game would be shown at no I'm sorry, 
Let's back. The first game was shown at 10 a.m., 10 p.m. The second game was at midnight, and the third game was at, you know, 3 a.m. So I only got to watch the first game, and maybe part of the second one if it was something I watched. But if it was Japan and Mexico, I stayed up and watched no matter what the time. But I was fortunate enough with Mexico that they only played. They always played the second game, so. You know, I, I had to stay up till 2, 3 a.m. And then I would hit the sack. And they played on days that, that I didn't have to work. So it worked out very well. Japan, on the other hand, the games were at 3 a.m. And a lot of my students were, like, so tired from that. But my experience in the World Cup was awesome. You know, I was so excited to know that it's going to the U.S., Mexico, and Canada in 2026. I'm definitely going to go back in that time in the States to watch the games. Now, I'm going to turn into a different sport, a, a sport that is very popular. You know, it's America's pastime, baseball. But I didn't know that in Japan that baseball was such a big deal. Like right now, at this moment in time, they're, they're having the Japanese high school baseball championship or the summer koshien, which is a big, big, big deal here in Japan. Like, like I didn't know it was that big of a deal because... All right, let me. It's 49 teams from around the Japan. 49 teams. Each one, each prefecture gets one team, with the exception of Hokkaido and Tokyo. They get two teams. So in total, it's 49 teams that compete for the championship. So it's a one-game single elimination tournament. If you lose, you go home. It's that simple. And it takes for two weeks straight. It's two weeks straight, and it's such a big deal because, you know, many teams die at the opportunity to just make it to the this big stage. Like, it's insane. I wish I lived closer to, to Hyogo where it's all going down. But unfortunately, you know, I can't go, go to watch. I mean, the from what I understand, the tickets are between... 500 yen to 2,800 yen to watch a baseball game. I mean, granted, it's high school. But I I actually watched a few games on television because they broadcast those games on NHK, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. You know, it's I, I didn't expect it to be this serious. I mean, the stadiums are sold out. Like, it's like a professional baseball game. It's a big deal. If you lose in a tournament... I mean, everyone is crying, which I understand because so much sacrifice is put on baseball or on any team sport. And the, in the, from what I understand is that the teams that lose actually get the dirt from the field to take home. They put a little bit in their little bags to take home as a memento so they could boast, you know, that they made it to this level. It's that big of a deal. And, you know... That's awesome. I think it's just awesome that they make it a big deal because, you know, not many of these kids are going to go on to play professional baseball. I mean, it's very difficult sport. I mean, but it's so disciplined here in Japan. Like, I didn't know if you want to play baseball, you actually have to shave your head. Like, no joke. Like, a lot of my kids, I didn't know. Like, they were, like, I have a, a student that's in junior high school, not even high school, junior high school, and they make, and they shaved his head because he has to, he, he's on the baseball team. 
And the reason they do it is because it's discipline. You're you're a rookie. You know, you have to earn your hair in order to to play, which is kind of I, I understand. I could understand the logic like, you know, you, you want to be a well-oiled machine. But I I got to watch a couple of game I a couple of games today and you know, I was really into it. I felt like I was watching a professional baseball game, but you know, obviously the skill level is not the same by any means, but I really enjoyed the the heart of every player, the courage, you know, because you know I can't imagine the nerves they're going through while while they're batting, while they're pitching, because you know everyone's watching and any little mistake and they go home. I mean, that's that's crazy, but that's one of the experiences that I learned about it. You know, it's crazy that I've been living in Japan for over two years. I'm going on three years. And I've heard about this tournament when I first got here, but I didn't really pay attention to it. It was this year when I actually paid attention to it. For whatever reason, I just randomly wanted to... I turned on the television and baseball was on. I was like, okay, I'll watch. But I didn't realize it was like this. And I'm glad I did because I actually wouldn't mind going to a game, you know, once. But we'll see. I mean, maybe just a local game here because... Baseball is such a big deal. Like I said, it's bigger than soccer, which is kind of crazy because soccer is very popular in Japan too. Anyhow, I'm currently on vacation right now. I have nine days off. Well-deserved vacation from school. And all I've been doing is relaxing, fixing up the house. But that will be all for this week. I will definitely do another podcast sooner than I did last time i just been so busy with a lot of things going on. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to everyone later. Hasta luego. Matane.